gosh, welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. My name is Oh, that in the bag of chips. Al with me ever diligent and handsome is Crispy Casper Dasper. And opting in on the nicknaming game is Timbuktu Tim from Backline Guitars. Beautiful. Just welcome beautiful. To, welcome to the show, Tim. Hey. Hi. How you doing, guys? <laughs> oh, we're awesome, man. Uh, really stoked to have you on. Um, thanks for taking the time to, to join us, man. Yeah, stoked to be here. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. So, uh, well, you know, let's, let's, let's go through what's been going on this week, but let's kick it off with the guest. Yeah, I think it's good, yeah. Mr. Tim Ronan, what have you been up to music and or guitar-wise this week? Uh, well, you want the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Unless the just, unless the lie is incredibly elaborate and involves like a space war, oh yeah, then give me the lie. No, oh. no, I you know I've been watching a lot of Star Wars lately, but I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> just been uh, just been building guitars, you know, just slow and steady, and just giving her. Nice. Well, that's lame. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry, I wish I could be more exciting. <laughs> you're building guitars, man. That's that's the raddest. Like you're you're the creator. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the best thing. It's awesome. I am. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it feels good. What about you, buddy? What are you oh, up to? Oh man, you know what? Shockingly, not much has changed since last week, and I feel a little bad about that. I, I, I've been focused on like rearranging my, my living room and doing some kind of like spring cleany type stuff. Oh, and yeah. so I really haven't spent a lot of time playing guitar, which is it's just yeah. sad. I've been like air guitaring oh, yeah. on my drive in and out of town. I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, plotting and planning, but I haven't been doing a lot of playing and, and that's making me sad. Mm. Uh, I, I, I've been enjoying... Maybe this counts. I don't know. But I've been enjoying, like, I released an album recently. Yes. I've been getting a lot of feedback about that's, that. That's pretty cool, man. So, yeah. That's, that. that's a big thing. That's Feed- a big thing, yeah. It's going well. Going well. <laughs> getting lots of positive feedback about that. That's been feeling really nice. Awesome. And uh, so that's, that's, that's the only thing I've been doing, really, is, is, like, talking to people about the album and trying to, like, share it with them and stuff. And socially, cool. dis- socially distance promoter record. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it's going well. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, man? You've been you've got a lot going on. I've been busy. Yeah, I've been seeing you for last. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll start with my Aria Pro project. Right. I uh, I managed to find the pots that I'm after. Excellent. Got them on order. Excellent. Uh, a couple different kinds of caps coming in. Uh, doing some orange drops and some mustard caps. Just try them out. See All what right. see what I like. Um, got the uh, the Demarzios put in the guitar now. Um, just kind of waiting for the rest of the parts to show up. Um, and I still got to find a set of tuning machines, but yeah, but well, that'll uh, be, we can do that. That'll be relatively yeah. easy. Um, what else? What else is on my, well, on my board over there? What do I got that's new on that thing? Uh, you got the, uh, this little baby. I don't, I think we talked about that last week. Uh, the atmosphere. Yeah. We talked about the atmosphere last week. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think there's anything oh. new on there. Well, you got new incoming. Yeah, I do. New incoming too. Yeah. I think I don't know if I talked about the first one. I don't think you talked about either of them. Oh, okay, well, so not here yet. Or that thing over there. <laughs> yeah, there's that thing too, Mister Spending Spring. Oh, dude, um, it's been a it's been a busy gear week for me. Um, so I have coming in 
uh, just from a couple days ago, was talking to our friend Sheldon ends over at True North Pedals, True, and he uh, ran out of Tweed Drives, and I was talking to him about it, and he was like, "Well, hey, I got this special thing, so I'm actually getting a one-off uh, Tweed only, no labels, no nothing, just a Tweed only Tweed Drive, but instead of having the standard." capacitors in it he's actually putting in a set of like vintage style oil and paper yeah. caps and i'm super excited to hear that it's, paper and oil caps just look cool yeah i like them so that'll have some extra mojo for sure um also uh i am i have actually really become an avid listener of another guitar podcast and those guys do a pretty good show and uh i heard about uh drew foppy of fop star amplification through that show. You can he, name the show. When he was, oh, was, thinking, <laughs> he was on the guitar knobs. <laughs> so anyways, listen to the guitar knobs and they did, a, they did an episode with Drew and he um, put out a promotion through all this social distancing stuff for his Gentleman Deluxe pedal th- with the guitar knobs. So it's kind of like a special edition. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have me one of those. Nice. And uh, so that's coming. Uh, it's in Los Angeles right now waiting to clear customs, but yeah. um, it'll get here when it gets here. That's a cool color too. Oh baby, yeah, baby blue, yeah, and baby blue and white. Yeah. Mm. I'm very excited to I hear that. It. And that's got a, it's like a volume attenuator, a gain attenuator, and an effects loop in one yeah. pedal. It's really cool. It's a nifty little box. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. And then uh, this morning, <laughs> I went to the music shop to return some parts that I bought that I didn't want, and I left with a Boss Katana 50 watt amp. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yep, yeah, no, yeah. got some gear this week. Yeah, you've done good, son. <laughs> yeah. One of us is living up. I like it. Well. You got that glow up guitar version. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been, a, it's been a, a really good week for me, man, and uh, I'm, I have all kinds of new, new stuff to play with, so be That's ready awesome. for updates and, and everything on all Can my I new stuff. Can I add some as... torture to your life? Okay. You know what you could have bought for the same price as that katana? Azuma. I know. Mm, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just torturing you. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Damn it. You're absolutely uh, right. <laughs> it's not as fun, though, is it? That's no. That, is... Like, you want great power supplies. You want to do all that cool underneath the board, behind the scenes stuff, but it's never as fun to buy. No. It's like, yeah, it's like, getting insurance for your car or in this case five thousand dollars worth of pedals yeah no exactly (laughs) like yeah you don't really want to but you really do have to yeah well that's okay you're next time next time next time you'll get you'll get it next time i have more money (laughs) (laughs) well that makes one of us yeah right (laughs) (laughs) ah enough about our dumb lives let's talk to tim Mm -hmm. tim buddy hey man I, I've been, a, I've been following you. Uh, okay. So you did your, uh, what was it? It was one of the, you did a, this, my brain just uh, fell out the side of my hair, my eardrums here. Um, I think the guitar that turned me on to you was you did a, like a sunburst burnt finish. And that would have been enough to kind of catch my attention. But on top of that, your this guitar you did it on is is arguably one of the most original and unique shaped instruments i i've seen in a very long time casper uh, accurately compares it to 
a uh, a stealth bomber. Yeah, this the, oh, like F one seventeen stealth fighter. Like, I don't. Uh, I don't that even guitar know. you're talking about called the Ronin. The Ronin. Yeah. Well, like, where did where did you come up with this, man? What what uh, drew this idea out of your uh, frontal lobe? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my final answer. <laughs> uh you know i just i was building um a, a double cutaway for a for a while there and i just kind of i said you know what i think i need to add something new to my lineup of things that i do um and i said you know what i, I do kind of like the double cutaway i find it's more suited to like a blues kind of driven player um and we look at lucille and um kind of thing nothing's coming to mind but it is it is a very blues-esque kind of guitar and i said you know what maybe i could cater to a different kind of crowd i'm a fan of all music um and that's with certain the, uh, what's called the 734 is that the one yeah that was the solid body and then i had a a, a semi-hollow body one I, I made and i called it the barn cat and uh that's that that's a sweet guitar but i just needed to kind of i just I just needed a slight change, and I said, "You know what? If we're going to change, let's let's go big. Let's let's go crazy." And so I said, "Maybe I could cater cater to like a, like the jazz fusion or even the metal guys, um, because metal guys just aren't going to play like guitar with a regular PAF. And I mean, maybe they will, but uh, you know, that double cutaway sort of look. And I said, "Maybe I'll make something a little more aggressive." Now, that being said, I didn't mean to make it that aggressive. I really didn't. And it just, I just took a piece of graph paper and I drew the shape. I drew a few different shapes. In fact, I've been meaning to do an Instagram post of that drawing where it all started. And I, maybe I will, I'll still do that. Um, I drew it on graph paper. And finally, when I got that shape I wanted, I looked at it and I said, okay, that's pretty good. But there's just something not right about it. And I said, okay, I'm looking at a two dimension, you know, a two dimensional piece here. What about the third dimension? And that one, and that is where it all changed. It, um, and that's where, that was a bit of a, I guess it was a happy mistake where those other, the, the three-dimensional angles came in. And I did those using my hand planes. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where it started. Uh, I just wanted to do something, go way off the beaten path. And it kind of turned into a really, cool looking guitar um i just sent one down to alabama actually mm. and uh yeah i hope it makes a safe trip down there and uh, this guy plays metal band and i'm excited for him i gotta say like oh. like i can see because i mean it is a very like the corners are sharp and, mm. the, and the and the lines are very straight and you got a real geometric kind of thing going on with it so i, I mean i of course see where it appeals to you know hard rock metal um, those kinds of uh, more overdriven based music would, would just fall all over themselves for this thing. Uh, I got to be honest, when I first saw it, I didn't even think of it that way. I just saw it and thought it was a really cool, modern um, design, even elegant in its mm. kind of presentation. Like I, And maybe it was the sunburst that you burned into that, that first one that I saw. Um, right. It kind of... Uh, mixed some of the classic things and 
modern things altogether. So I, I mean, I, I could see this being in the hands of a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's got a wide ranging appeal for sure. Right on. Well, that's the plan anyways. <laughs> I, I, I really like that you're not entirely like, um, you're not subduing wood grain. You know, you're not hard finishing these for the most part. Um, Oh, you see the black tail yeah. one? Oh. oh, I know the black tail one's really sweet. But <laughs> but generally speaking, most of these have a fairly uh, transparent finish so that you can really admire the wood grain in them and how that is represented against the very industrial hard lines that, that it carries. I, I just think that's right. a, an incredible, incredibly cool balance of of like a classic, you know, wood grain guitar with this really really intense modern element that is just fantastic it's really cool i I like it a lot yeah you know it's funny when i i went to a guitar show down in uh where was it It was in burlington ontario at a place called exotic hardwoods uh and that's where i get a lot of my exotic wood and uh now the little sidewinder here the guy who makes my pickups I use MJS custom pickups and he's also down in Toronto. He's uh he's been kind of like a guide to me throughout my whole luthier building startup. And uh, I showed him the, the outline for the Ronin guitar. And at that time it was just a piece of half inch Baltic birch. And it was the two dimensional shape of that guitar. And I said, Hey Smitty, check out my new guitar that I'm going to build. And he said to me, he says, Geez, for the love of God, please do not make that. That is so ugly. <laughs> and, and and I laughed and but see he only saw that second dimension. I I had the third dimension in my head. He says, No, 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 this thing's gonna be shaped like a V, man. He's he's like, Yeah, still don't make it. That's stupid. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like, no, I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm I'm still making this. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I did. I, yeah. I think a lot of art can can fall under that. You know, if you don't see the whole image, you only see the uh the very, very beginnings of it, you might not get where the artist is going with it. And it can be, well, ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Perception's a, a, a powerful thing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I, had a, I had a vision of what I wanted this guitar to be. And it, it's kind of cool how it turned out the way it did. Yeah. I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but uh, it, it worked. Uh, I think it's round as heck, man. I, I think you nailed it. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> sure, I love the bravery of it. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into guitar building? Like how, what, what started that? Like, um, well, I, uh, I found myself, uh, having a little bit of extra time and by a little bit, I mean a lot of extra time, um, from my regular job and, uh, I needed something to fill my days. Now I, um, I just, I built one guitar previously a while back and it turned out really good. And, uh, I just figured, you know what, maybe I can do it again. So I built a second one and it turned out better than that first one that I made. I said, okay, all right, so I can do it. Can I do three? And I didn't think that it would be something that would turn into a business by any means. I mean, I guess maybe the, the, the inkling of the thought was there, but the third one turned out just as good. And I said, okay, you know what? You know, let's try this. Let's, let's see how it goes. And it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> downhill. downhill ever since. Nice. <laughs> so, 
So That's what do you, point. how many do you think you do a, a year and how long have you been doing it? Cause I, I gotta be honest, I could have done a lot more research on you, but we've always kind of flown <laughs> a bit loosey goosey <laughs> in our hey, interviews. That's my I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Um, actually, uh, I've, I haven't been doing this very long. Um, I started, I released, I launched my business uh, in May last year. No kidding. And uh, I, I, that was the release. And I opened my my company uh, at a, on a street festival in the town of Beaton, Ontario, um, which is near me. And it's uh it's called the Honey Fest, and uh yeah, but so I started building January first, which is really good for tax purposes, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> um yeah, so January first, I started building these guitars and released in May, and so I uh, yeah, so it's just been kind of a year and a little bit, and right now I'm working on guitar number seventeen. That's, that's amazing. That's actually a pretty good number. For, yeah. For a year, basically a year and a bit, year and a half. So I guess I'm building launched, right? three quarters, like three quarter a guitar. No, wait. A guitar and a quarter every month. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's that's good, man. Especially that's, at the at the level and the detail and the, you know, the, the craftsmanship that's going into each one. It's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, it, I'd ask a question about your. Itself, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'd ask a question about like when you're at the exotic wood shop or you're at your your wood shop, you've picked some absolutely popping pieces of lumber to build guitars out of, and like, how do you make that choice when you're digging through a pile of wood, or do you have somebody there that's like giving you an inside track? Like, what's the what's the process there when you're choosing wood? Um, I, that's a great question (laughs) because it's, it's kind of changed. Uh, when I first started going in, when I first started going into the wood shops, I was really just kind of looking for the most bizarre looking piece of wood that I could find. And I never found it. It was just, I mean, you could find burl and you could find, um, some crazy exotic woods, but a lot of them are just way too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so dense and I'm just thinking, Oh my, my poor tools. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, but now I kind of, I walk in there, I guess I kind of, I used to walk into the wood stores just not knowing what I'm doing and just, or, or just kind of like, Hey, let's see what kind of cool stuff they have. And I would just kind of roam around and if something caught my eye, I would look at it and then you'd inspect further, um, the grains. I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a spiritual fella. I, I like to think that trees actually have an energy. I mean, they were once living things and I, I, I still feel like an energy that comes off of certain pieces of wood. Some of them even have just, you just, you're attracted to it. It's kind of like a, kind of like a homing bean or, or knowing which slot machine is going to hit the jackpot. Um, you get, he's kind of lured to it. Um, but now I kind of go, I need, I need some ash. So I'm just going to go, I'm going to go get some ash and, <laughs> and, and, uh, I need roasted maple and I need, and I need this. And I'm a little more, I, I have direction now, but before, yeah. And, 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 uh, I stopped kind of going for really bizarre exotic woods. 
because I found that uh, simplicity is such a beautiful thing. And if you can keep something very simple, its beauty will speak for itself. It doesn't. That's just my opinion. I see a lot of guitars being made with, you know, like you look at a Mapa Burl, and it's it just to me it seems too busy. Mm. I'm more of a practical guitar player myself, and I beat the crap out of my instruments. I don't put them behind glass cases. I want something more utilitarian. So okay. that's, that's kind of that's the direction I've gone with my business. I think that um, makes a lot of sense, and, and I mm-hmm. kind of like the ethos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we yeah. had um, we had the good fortune of having uh, Dion James from Dion Guitars on a little while ago, who's, uh-huh. who's um, a very very world class luthier doing acoustics and and very detail orientated, and uh, he kind of said something that was very similar where he likes to perfect something very very simple and basic to the point where it looks good because it's so focused on. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I think, you know, the best songs are kind of written when you apply a less is more philosophy and you take away as much as you can until it's down to the essence of the thing and then you build it up again if you want to. Um, sure. So I think there's something to be said for that uh, in a luthery mm-hmm. sense, uh, in, in, in your sense. I, I love it, man. Is that why yeah. uh, you tend to opt for single pickups these days most of the time or? Um, no. Yeah. And yes, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't know where that kind of stemmed from. I think I, I think I just wanted to, yeah, you know what? Sure. That's, that's where it laid is simplicity. <laughs> I just, sorry. I just had to, I didn't think about that. Uh, with that, uh, that TR classic guitar, that, that, that one is is basically upon simplicity, but the Ronin guitar has one pickup because you play in heavy metal. That's all you need, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, and I also really couldn't fit another pickup in there the way it's designed. Yeah, the, the, there was not enough space between the the bottom of the fretboard. You'd have to chop off the yeah that fretboard, and yeah. I, no, you, you can't do you that. You could though. You could. You can put like a, a very thin lipstick style pickup in there. I, I know a guy who fantasizes about having one of your guitars and he's going to want a second pickup. <laughs> you tell him Get to a give me cut. a call. <laughs> <laughs> he's very poor, but someday he wants to give you a call. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I don't know what it is about me. I, and this is maybe a personal issue, a failing almost on my part. Uh, I've had a couple of guitars with uh, just one pickup and i always find myself reaching for a pickup switch that's not there and going oh i had a uh i had a melody maker just a p90 in the bridge position fantastic guitar and i could not it could not i could not stop reaching for that selector switch and 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 wondering why i didn't have a neck pickup i don't know why i just i like neck pickups i gotta have both for Mm -hmm. me that being said, there's nothing wrong with your Ronin, man. It's perfect. <laughs> it's, yeah. This is a this is an owl issue. <laughs> you know, when it comes to that, it's it's true. I I like I like neck pickups a lot. When when I'm jamming, like like in the bedroom, which I don't ever do. I, I'm usually never in a bedroom, but anyways. Uh, but when I'm just playing guitar on my own and no other musicians, 
neck pickup all the way. I just love the way it sounds. It's so warm and round. But when I go and play with my band, we're called Three Night Stand. And uh, <laughs> I like that. Instagram Instagram handle is at Three Night Stand Band. Um, we have no content on there yet, so because I just opened the account, <laughs> I just opened the account, and then this little virus came along. Um, but uh, yeah, when I get with the band, I, I I can never go for the neck pickup because I just don't make the cut. I I don't get through the other the other guys playing. Mm. So it it depends on what you're doing, and, and maybe you know it's hand. Sometimes it's handy. And, uh, but I've just been kind of going that way for simplicity reasons. And, but if someone wants a guitar made with two pickups, well, you can have it because that's what I do. I'm a custom shop. Well, I'll tell my yeah. friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He's not talking about himself at all. Nope. No, it's not. Mm, nope. Uh, nope. Al is, Al is not talking about. <laughs> Poor, poor Al. Poor, poor Al. <laughs> Please buy my record so I can buy a backline guitar. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's uh, so let's back it up a little bit and let's talk about. So, why did you start with the double cutaway, mm. and why did you want to get away from that? Because I actually thought you did a really cool double cutaway. It reminded me of like uh, the three thirty five S that Gibson did in like the uh, early eighties, the solid body version. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, 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 which I thought always thought was a bit of an underrated gem from, from them. And, uh, I quite like your, your double cutaway. I feel which like I'm, I'm guessing is not necessarily retired because you're, as you say, a custom shop. But. It's, uh, you just do it better than they did, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Thank you. Um, well, there's something about a, a custom guitar in, um, in exotic woods and, you know, in a, in that style. Of the, you know, in that Gibson style, the double cut style. I mean, I love these, yeah. I love double cut guitars. So, I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> but, um, you, you would, I don't think you would find, uh, you know, a, a zebra wood double cut from Gibson. It just wouldn't happen. So I, I think that that you probably wouldn't, but, to, but yeah, why, why did you start there and why are you feeling it less these days and kind of exploring new territory? Okay. So always love that guitar and okay so when i was 17 years old i had this idea where i'm gonna build a guitar and i had the idea of what that guitar shape was and it was shaped like a 335 the double cutaway so i actually went to a lumber yard in alliston ontario and for whatever reason i don't know why i just wanted cherry wood i just thought cherries cherry's such a beautiful wood it's kind of neutral so I bought this piece of lumber for 60 bucks and uh, I brought it home. I chopped it up. I glued it together and I had two halves of it. And uh, I think originally it was supposed to be a hollow, hollowed out guitar, but I didn't know how. And uh, I cut out the shape of it very rough. And the way I did it was I went remember this is 17 years ago. So I went on the internet and I found a picture of BB King's guitar of whatever limited images were available on Google at that time. And I printed it out on my computer, only guessing the scale. So it came out in four different sheets of paper that I had to tape together to make this guitar whole. I love this. And, <laughs> and, and 
And uh, so I took those four sheets and I took it out to the shop. I'm like, ah, oh, it's, it's too big. So I went back inside instead of, you know, 90% scale, I went to 88% scale and I got it right. <clears throat> In fact, it, it turned out to be uh, a little bit too, uh, too big anyways. I ended up sizing it down, but that's how I did it. So I went out and I cut these pieces of wood and then life got in the way and I ended up going off to college and, you know, working in other places and I moved away from home and then, uh, I found myself in the area again here. So I'm, I just turned 35 and so 17, 16 years later, it's too late for math. Um, but, uh, yeah, I said, you know what, I should finish that, that guitar. I've always wanted to do that because that's, that's the guitar. That's the dream guitar. And in between that period, I owned a Gibson 336 and I loved it. I absolutely loved that guitar. I played out in a band on the East Coast. We were a cover band. We played all over the place, Fredericton, Moncton, Charlottetown, all over the East Coast. It was fun. That guitar played everywhere with me. I love that guitar. I love the double cutaway. So that's that's where I went with that. And that's just always been the shape I loved. Did that answer the question? Yeah. 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 Hang on. Yep. So uh, was there more to that question? Well, just where what drew you away from it? What inspired you to get away from the double cutaway and kind of move into the Ronin and into the TR Classic? And well, um, variety is the spice of life. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) that's it. I I made some TR Class or sorry, one of those seven thirty fours, and then I did the Ronin. And uh, the Ronin, it, it it didn't it awed a lot of people, but it wasn't really moving quick. And uh, I'm hoping it'll pick up speed soon. Um, Dude, you're on the culture the... guitarist now. <laughs> yeah. You are gonna impress <laughs> tens of people, tens of half dozens oh, of people, I, even. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, you know the. Smitty, the guy at MJS Pickups, he also told me, I was sitting in his basement one one time, and um, Smitty's amazing. Man, the first time I ever sat with that guy, uh, just to meet him about discussing pickups, I sat in his basement for four hours, and I came out, and like the sun was down. I'm like, what happened in there? <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe, like, I went through a time warp with this guy, and he's been, like, he's been there by my side through this whole guitar building experience. Um, yeah, he's, he's just been an incredible dude to, uh, to have around, to give you advice, tips, and most of all, make really killer pickups. Um, and he made mention to me one time, he's like, Hey man, you know, there's a lot of luthiers out there and you know, you do what you want, but you know what people really like? They like tellies. Mm-hmm. I said, Oh, okay. All right. So, um, it was time to just kind of make another shift and i said all right let's let's do it let's do a t-shape but i didn't want to make a t-shape i wanted to make it a little i want to make it my own a little bit so that's where those round edges came in on the tr classic it's a it's an interesting guitar it's like a mix between uh it's like a it's like a strat and a telly kind of mixed together and it has a prs scaling so it's kind of like a hybrid oh all right and set neck too yeah and set neck, yeah, mm. yeah. 
So well, the I'm, one I'm working on right now, it has a 25 and a half inch scale. Okay. Oh, there we go. That's my jam. Mm. I am, you could count me among the, the few who are not huge fans of the telly. But really? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I was talking to Al literally on the way into the basement about this guitar. And, ouch. Um, sorry, my beard just got stuck in my microphone. <laughs> oh, the struggle is real. Half, oh, man. These mics we have, they're fantastic. Yeah. But the, the metal mesh catches our beard hairs like crazy. Yep. There, there's a little graveyard of our facial hair inside these things. I'm sure of it. Uh, so... <laughs> Sorry, I uh, was t- was just literally talking to Al on the way down the stairs about the soft edges, the set neck, and the single. I w- I presume that's a a humbucker of some kind, um, and not like a wide ranger or anything uh, odd. Am I right in that? It's just a it's a humbucker of some kind. in the uh, in, in the, the TR class in the TR class, yeah. You know what? Each one I built is a different pickup. Oh. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of floating around trying different stuff, and uh, yeah. Actually, the first one I built, the white one, it uh, I I attempted to move the pickup north of the bridge of where a neck or a bridge pickup would be, and mm. uh, I stuffed a humbucker in there, um, and it got too muddy. The strings vibrate too widely. That it's amazing. You can move it a centimeter north of you know that ballpark of where yeah, that should I, be. I can see that now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It I'm is a firm believer that like a, humbuckers don't belong in the neck position. It, it's a single coil width away from where you know it, you would presume it should be. I am. Uh, I'm not far off from sharing that belief with you. I think. I, I yeah. I mean, I have had a lot of guitars with humbuckers in the neck position, and I've liked a lot of them. Um, but a lot of the time they're a little too muddy, too muffly. I love the sound of a single coil or a P90 mm-hmm. or something like that in neck position. That's one of the most beautiful sounds I've ever heard. Yeah, I like P90s up there too. Just, just smoking. Yeah. So that though that white guitar, that's a P90 in that. No. No, that is the MJS Rotary pickup, mm. and that is a, that is a very interesting pickup so smitty designed it himself and essentially now i'm going to try and describe this and it's let's let's hope i do it right okay so (laughs) it i think it is a single coil pickup but it has two coils is that allowed (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like a stacked coil type thing yeah yeah so it's like a stacked single coil except the two so the pole piece comes down from the from the strings into the guitar and then it meets a T. So instead of like on a humbucker pickup, all the windings, they'll be wrapped around like you're going around the circumference of the guitar, like the face of the guitar. Yeah. You know, like the humbucker winders. So if you took those two humbucker winders and rotated them along their long, long axis and rotated them 90 degrees. The windings are 90 degrees off and they're onto a T pole piece. So it changes the dynamic of the pickup. And what you get is it's kind of like the mix between a single coil and a humbucker. You can't have both. You just can't. That's the way Smitty describes it. He says, but I've come close. 
So when you when you have when you put this in a clean, you get a hum canceling single coil type feel. But when you turn it in, into overdrive tones, it kicks like a mule, like a humbucker. It's it's a really cool pickup. You are breaking out. I am. <laughs> my, my my brain is trying really hard to wrap around what could be going on on the inside of that pickup, and I'm not smart enough to get it. So I it. think it's <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely I'll, I'll draw you guys a picture, maybe. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching Al hold his head, going, "Okay, because okay. I, <laughs> I mean, I've like I've nerded out about this stuff for twenty plus years, and yeah. it's all like I, I'm a fairly so I think, decent. So I think model, if, you, like, if you took the the pickups and made the poles vertical into the face of the guitar. But turned the winding. Yeah, I'm, I'm envisioning per- that, but I'm just my brain is tr- my. Uh, I've got a vision. Okay, I know how to head, explain but, it. Okay, all right. Yeah. So <laughs> if you take if you take like one side of a humbucker pickup and picture it like a hot dog, and you're you have it on a roasting spit, what you do is you rotate that winding ninety degrees. You just got to turn the hot dog, man. <laughs> <laughs> He put it ah. in the visual terms and food terms. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look, it sounds really good. <laughs> right. I got to go to 7-Eleven. Now I'm hungry. hungry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to explain, but it's a, it's a really cool pickup. It's, it's very dynamic, and uh, I like it. I really do. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So given that, that position, I, I'm, I'm so curious now to, to really um, to hear that that kind of hybrid pickup in that that i want to call it north of of normal uh position it, it sounds really intriguing well, I, I, are sold, I think there <laughs> are some there are some youtube videos out there um mjs custom pickups and i think if you just type in rotary i think smitty himself actually does the video and he does a couple demos on a uh, on a last paul by the way that white you get on that that tr classic is a Stellar looking white. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Gorgeous. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people, give me a compliment on that. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I really liked it. that one in the uh, the black one you did with the. I don't know what kind of looked like Paduke or some kind of a mahogany neck. Oh uh, yeah, very red looking. It, it gorgeous, man. No, the, the black and red one. Yeah, yeah. that one was a. Uh, that was interesting. That one, um, it actually it looks good from far. Um, it has a. It has some issues up close. It's not the, it's not my finest finish I've done, but I mean, it looks good from far. So, and for that reason alone, I'm actually selling that guitar for fifty percent off because it bugs me. Wow. Well, Casper, you want to return a katana? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, the only problem with doing this show. Oh, it's terrible. Everybody we talk to, I'm like, okay, where am I going to find eight grand to spend on your products? Yeah. Yeah, it's not no no joke. Oh. So I just I just started getting into painting guitars, and with painting guitars comes a learning curve, just like anything. So it was a road bump, and instead of spending the time to sand it all back after the neck has been set, I just said, you know what? It's not the worst, but it's not perfect. So maybe I'll maybe I'll just keep it as a shop monster. You know, just something to keep around the shop and kind of like a demo guitar. So I ended up just, I ended up assembling the guitar anyways. And so it's out there. If someone wants to buy a really smoking guitar um, that doesn't really care about the the finish up close, I mean, from far away, it looks beautiful. But when you get into it, it, it's not glass, you know, glass case material. That's all. So, but solid guitar. 
Well, mm. I love the honesty, man. And I still think it's a Oh, oh, oh. oh my god, my yes! Rule. Oh yes! no! You're getting a beep! I did it. I'm getting a you beep. You are getting a beep. Oh. <laughs> you know what? It took 25 episodes for you to slip. Yeah. I will mark this day on the calendar. That's great. You yeah, swore on the podcast. Not... <laughs> I'm not the only one. I, I did it in the first episode. I know. My mother's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> not mad. She's going to be disappointed, which is mom for slightly mad. <laughs> oh. oh, my life is now complete. That's great. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh. it's a gorgeous guitar. <laughs> this was the point I was trying to make. Thanks. Um, yep. Enjoy that. I you, am. You look that. at the, they see the smile on my face. Yeah. I like been... how discreetly removing it wasn't even a possibility on your radar. You're just like, I am beeping it. I am beeping. You're going to like highlight it. Just. <laughs> That's gonna be one loud gonna... beep. <laughs> I'm doing this podcast with a tyrant. Um, you shouldn't have left me in charge of editing, buddy. Uh, we each have a role to play. Uh, so, backline guitars. I know, I know a little bit about the story behind the name, but why don't you tell, like, for our listeners, let's tell them the, you know, and get them informed. Tell us why, why backline. Backline. Okay, so when you open a business. You have to name a business, and like most guitars, uh, you know, your first instinct is to go with your last name. So Ronan, so Ronan Guitars. So I went ahead and I even registered the business, and I'm all getting ready to go. And then I I did a foolish thing. I should have Googled Ronan Guitars. There is a fella who's just south of you guys in San Francisco. I think it's San Francisco. I'm not sure. But uh, he has Ronan guitars, but he spells it with an I. Mm. R-O-N-I-N. And I said, oh my, why didn't I Google this? Dummy. And uh, I just, uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had to change the name. I said, it, you know, even though it's, it's, it's not exactly the same spelling, it's just, I don't know if two boutique guys can two boutique builders can have the same name that close so mm. i said you know okay, i'm gonna i'm gonna search around for something else i think and, that's a uh, good move <laughs> to be honest yeah and uh so i named the guitar after it so there change change it up a bit um maybe so, two guitars mr tr classic what's that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm spitballing a guess as to what tr stands for in tr classic it's whatever you want it to stand for. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not hard to figure out, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was looking for a new name, and I tried a bunch of things. I got a list somewhere in a notebook, and there's some really bad names. I actually wanted to call my company Air Guitars. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I thought you know, it's terrible like, it's at the so, same time. It's so cheesy, yet I mean, wouldn't it be cool to have like really awesome, stellar made guitars, and it's just like has that name on it? You're like, are you serious? Like, I, I would I absolutely be obligated to make a like a plexiglass model that was hollow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, um, so I don't know. I was I was uh, I was riding along one night, and I was thinking about names. Well, I was talking about something else. I was talking about my uncle's old band, and in the late '90s, sorry, late '80s, early '90s, when I was just a 
little kid. Uh, my uncle had this band and they covered, they were a cover band. They, I don't know if they were originals. I don't know. Maybe. But they were, I primarily remember them playing like Bruce Springsteen and John Cougar Mellencamp and all that sort of, you know, that, that, that ballpark of musicians. I listened to Springsteen on the way in. Did you? I've yeah. seen, him, oh. seen him three times. I love the guy. Oh, he's um, amazing live, isn't he? Holy smokes. Oh, wicked. Yeah, the boss. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I was a kid and I thought that these guys were the coolest dudes on the face of the planet. Like I used to watch them, like, you know, Paul would be rocking on the drums and just like blowing my mind that someone could make those sounds. And uh, I always loved, I love that band. They were cool. And I also really liked the name, which is based upon a back road that is like a hop, skip and a jump away from the shop. And uh, we, we always call it the back line, you know, that's, you know, where are you going? I'll go, go over to box. He's on the back line. Okay. And uh, just came to me. I said, Oh my God, the back line, the band. And then I thought about, Oh, I gotta, I gotta figure out if it's going to be two words. Can I make a two word business like that? Does that work? So I compounded it. Back line is actually two words, but if you look at my logo, I have a capital L. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's a compound thing. It doesn't really matter that much. I don't know. But uh, that's where it came from. It came from my uncle's old band, which I adored as a kid. That's awesome. So I'm kind of, so I'm kind of carrying on the name of the band. And I didn't realize, and this is really funny, because I've been playing guitar and playing in bands pretty much my whole life after this, these guys inspired me to pick up a guitar. I had no idea that Backline actually meant like the stage like yeah. the mm-hmm. like section of a stage and that there's backline rental places. I had no clue. So the drummer in my band says, yeah, you called it backline. Like, you know, like the backline. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, well, yeah, like, like the amps and drums, if you're on tour, I'm like, dude, I, I don't know what you mean. So <laughs> he's like, he's like, 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 were you born yesterday? Like, I no, you I've never, never heard take... that before in my life. Yeah, so I have no you don't idea. Have to you don't have to take that kind of attitude from no drummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I just could, I couldn't believe is? it. I'm like, yeah. So I had no idea that it had a had a musical meaning like that. So I said, oh, is that going to be bad for business? I don't know. People think you mean no. I, think I, said, you know, I said no. It works. You know why? Because I make them on a on a backline farm shop. And uh, you know my uncle's old band, it works. That's awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, every part of that, except for obviously the bad attitude from your drums. Yeah, that's baloney. Oh, that's just not. Yeah. Oh. That's why Kyle doesn't get a voice on the show. That's right. That's the name <laughs> of our drummer. Okay. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> bad hygiene, just terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible human, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why we keep him around. I'm pretty sure he has his own chapter of the Hitler Youth. What? <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, you're probably right, but I... Al <laughs> took the Kyle jokes too far. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing he doesn't have any feelings either. I'm going to get messages about that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> How dare you say that? Hmm. <laughs> So what's uh, what's going on in the future? You got a you got a plan, or are you kind of just winging it right now? What's this? What's the next step? What's that thing Mike Tyson says? Everyone's got a plan until you get hit. Yes, yeah, right. Yep. 
Um, just kind of waiting to get hit. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, okay. Great question. Uh, stalling. <laughs> I'm trying to, no, I'm trying right. to you don't have to stuff. have an answer. No, man. Man. Be like, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's a perfect yeah. answer. Like, man, I don't, I don't pretend to know all the answers. I don't even pretend to know all the questions, dude. You know what? Um, no, that's why I asked that question. Cause I didn't have my questions planned out. <laughs> you know, you know, I just, uh, the honest answer, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. That sounds so lame, but it's true. It's, uh, I, I feel like I got a, a good thing going and I like the, I like the TR classic and I'm getting a lot of good responses from it, you know, from people who like telecasters and, uh, and people that don't. I love it. <laughs> yeah. As uh, um, as Leo see, said it, in his later years, uh, everybody just wants yeah. a, another well, Strat, another Telly. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Here is something though. Um, I've had a couple guys reach out to me wanting them to make super straps. So back to humbucker and the bridge and the single coil and the neck. That's kind of what they want, and so it might be in the cards. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know. If a lot of people request it, perhaps I'll make my own sort of strat style, F style, whatever they call it. But I think I would keep it in the whole line of that of the the TR Classic and the base that I made. That sort of that sort of round edge look. Yeah, I like a cool base. That base reminded me of like a few different classic like things like things i saw from aria back in the in the, from the early 80s or old ibanez stuff um there was a yeah. lot of that, or even like alembic in, in kind of ways it just it was a it, it made a very interesting base yeah and i'm gonna go back to the drawing board on that one actually um it it has some i mean it was the first of its kind it's the first base i've ever made and i think i kind of i built it upon aesthetics so I I wanted it to look that way. That's the image I had in my head. And then when I put it together, I just kind of came to the realization that, oh, I have I have limited fret access. I can't get up here. And I was watching a couple videos of like uh, guys playing bass, and I'm thinking, oh, they're they're up in that high register a lot. See, that's 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 typical of a, of a guitar player playing a bass. I'm like, I'm not going up there. Man. I'm, I'm just, Why do these have the more than two notes, strings right? anyway? Yeah, yeah this, so... This thing can only have like 10 frets. <laughs> the, rest can just, yeah. the rest can just be blank because we're not going to use them. <laughs> I saw a video the other day. The guy had a one-string bass. It was awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you when we're done. <laughs> right but, on. uh, but yeah, I just... I, I limited myself in fret access on that on that base um to me it doesn't bother me so i'm keeping it because it turned out awesome mm. it sounds so good and i'm recording an album with it right now oh that's awesome, so, awesome. yeah yeah and uh so yeah that uh i'm gonna make change it up give it some more fret access but other than that that thing turned out really nice and that's the only one you've ever made the only one i've ever the onlyest one yeah well i gotta say man like i i mean i i love the idea of seeing what you what your version of a super strat would look like but i I, i'm gonna stand apart from uh from smitty and i'm gonna say like i think the ronin has got to hang around Mm. that is a that is a guitar the world needs 
Okay. Yeah. And and now I'm going to be making some changes to that one too. I think that's that's cool. You got to You got. I mean, you can always feel free to say stuff it out and do. And mm-hmm. you, know, you do you. But I I tell I got to say, man, like it's it was a breath of fresh air. I thought yeah. like it's not very often. And guitar players are slow to accept change. Like we were really not the greatest at at loving innovation in our field, and we're not always the swiftest at like getting away from old traditional stuff and embracing new and it's old true. stuff. So it, you know, maybe it's going to take a while, and maybe it's going to be one of those things that in twenty years people are like, "Whoa, why? Why do we see more of this?" Because look at it. Yeah. But I think it's a cool design, and mm-hmm. it's you know when you break it down you've really not broken the mold. You've got a set neck, solid body rock machine, yep. which is not innovative per se, but you put all the th- the design elements together. I think it's cool. I think it needs, yep. you know, I think it deserves to be part of the revisited repertoire. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's cool about it? It's, uh, it's actually an arch top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. In its own, yeah. it, I mean, in its own right, it's uh, not your typical arch top, but, it, def- it absolutely is. And that's kind of where, that's how those face angles came to be. That's a method that I use to get the break angle um, where the neck meets the body. You look at all Gibson guitars and a lot of other ones. Um, they have that break angle. And I got the idea from watching a video from Ben Crow at Crimson Guitars. And I, I enjoy he, his YouTube channel a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has this technique that one of the luthiers in his shop um, did a video on and using the, the big long jack plane, which is the pride and joy of my shop. I love that. I love that tool so much. Oh God, I love it. I don't know how I was building guitars with that one, but that's uh, so you, you do a calculation of the bridge height minus the fretboard, including the frets. And then you put a piece of wood, that exact same height where the bridge should go. And then you use the jack plane to get that angle. And if it works out, you should be spot on for having your break angle perfect. It's it's like a mathematical free way of doing it. Well, okay, I like there's math at the beginning, but it's practical <laughs> in a sense. But that's how that first angle came on the face of the Ronin. And then I said, you know what? Why don't I put it the other way around and I'll get that other angle going towards, you know, the butt end of the guitar. And for some crazy reason, it looked like a perfect diamond shape and it all worked out. And I just I did it. <laughs> just, it worked. Well, That's brilliant, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Had a lot of guys reach out to me saying, do you make it in seven string? <laughs> and yeah, I believe, which I believe that. I knew it was coming and, and it's, <laughs> and it's up to it. And guys who have played it. So they said, you know what? If you made this 26 and a half inch scale, seven strings, I would buy one at heartbeat. So I think that may be the direction I go with it. And I've never been a seven string guy. I'm, I'm way too simple for that. Yeah. So I never took to them either. I, I, my head is only has so many notes. I can't handle another string. <laughs> yeah. That's I, exactly what I, I came I, up in the new metal era and one of my favorite chord types, and I don't know the name of this and I should, but uh, if you were to play a power chord, say on the A string, and then play the E string uh, fret, the same note you're playing on the A string, just obviously on the E string, one fret lower. Not note, sorry, same fret. 
Um, I don't know what the name of that chord is, but I love the way it sounded and it added an extra low tone. So it's basically two octaves played together. So instead of like, say, okay. uh, you're playing it on fret five on the A string, which would be a D power chord. The, the, the power chord would be um, D, E, D. Uh, yeah, D, E, D. Um, so by doing that, by fretting the E string on the fifth fret as well, you're playing uh, E, D, E, D for the power chord. I just love the way it thickened up the, the chord. Okay. Um, and I So I bought a seven string once thinking I would use it to play power chords on the E string with that extra note, that extra octave note as well. And uh, it, was too, it was too much mud, but... Um, I, you know, I came up in the new metal cause I was in my early twenties in the early two thousands when new metal was all the rage <laughs> and I still just couldn't wrap my, my love into seven strings as much as I, as a lot of my friends did. Cause, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to do with them. I think, I think the band corn changed a lot in terms of seven strings. I think they, they kind of made it a thing. I might be wrong on that. No, you're a hundred percent right. They popularized it by a wide degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just said, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that <laughs> because, because I'm stubborn, but you know what? As a guitar builder, if, if you want it, I'll do it. You dream it. I build it. <laughs> No, no more of I that. Like those, You'll be I like those challenges. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it is tough when, you know, like, like some people, they, they ch- try to change your mind halfway through a build and it could be, it, it can get a little crazy. Um, I know a guy who actually makes people sign a waiver saying, this is what you ordered. This is what you're getting. I don't want any, you know, things coming in halfway and taking a sidewinder because it yeah. takes it off. It'd be nice to actually say if someone came to me and said, Hey, here's kind of the idea. You just do that and then leave it alone with me. And then, because then I don't have to live with the constant pressure of, is this okay? Like, is, is, am I doing it right for, for the client? Is, is he going right. to like this? That constant stress of it. Meanwhile, if I'm just given my artistic rights to just, you know, give me the, give me the outline and the general idea, man, I'll build you a killer guitar because there's no stress. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's different if one if if somebody's coming to you for what you're already doing and they just want what you're doing, then it's it's kind of weird on their part to expect you to not do that and to kind of I don't know like why go to a custom shop to order a seventy style strap. Yeah. There's already a, those, a, those are, a custom those are shop. Everyday that, model, you, yep. can, you know. If you go into a, a custom shop, in my mind, you're either kind of going to that that person because they're doing something you want, or you're going to get something very custom. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know if everybody feels the same way about that, but I I'd agree with that. I'll tell you one thing that I don't do in my shop. Or I've never ever done. I've never done binding. Hmm. That's a taste, or uh, I've just never bothered. I don't know why. I just I I don't know. I mean, I love the look of it. I really do. I just uh, just never got into it. But 
I'm always up for a challenge. If someone wants it, I'll do it. That would, yeah, I'm just looking, actually, I'm looking at the, the all blacked out Ronin right now. And if that had yep. some kind of, uh, like a subtle burgundy type of binding or something like really dark red, that would probably, probably pop too. That would look cool. Yeah. Now Not- that guitar could, could be easily done because it is, oh, I don't know though, because it's very complex. That would be, that would be interesting. I don't know how I would do that. But there's there's a will, there's a way. Right. It can so be- there will be a 35% uh, <laughs> royalty on that. <laughs> idea. Yeah, okay. I'm kidding. I'll take it out of the four guitars you're ordering after the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, I do not have a gear addiction. Yeah, okay. No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> How many pedals did you own like a year ago? None. All right. No, 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 no. Two years ago. Two years ago, none. Yep. <laughs> no, I might have had the vocal processor, but that, yeah, no, no zero. Yep. And how many pedals do you own now? I don't sorry. want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> well, you've got most of them in front of you, but there's probably a half a dozen more. Yeah, you got a lot. Yeah. Got a lot. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. What's, right. the pedal, what, what's the pedal that you can't live without? One. Just one. Oh. Like okay. All right. You got a you got a pedal board, and you got to play a gig, and you can only have three pedals. Go. Uh okay, that's that I can do. Uh mm-hmm. delay. What delay? Um there's a lot of delays I could I could live with. Mhm. If if I don't know. If we're just taking one, I don't I don't know. Okay. I can say with conviction, uh the Dr. Scientist atmosphere, uh the Boss D3 and the Shones with Gargantua. <laughs> it's like what is that English? Yeah. What, what you, what you <laughs> so the Doctor Scientist Atmosphere is a cool reverb pedal. Very cool. Boston oh, okay. is obviously a delay pedal, and then yeah. uh, the Shoneswood. He has a custom pedal by Shoneswood Effects that's uh, two dr- two drives and a fuzz in one box. It's uh, yep. It's a beast of a pedal, and he calls it Gargantua because it's huge and it has a Chihuahua on the front of it. It's a, it's a. Uh, you're, are you? Do you know who Kevin Schoen is? I do not. Okay, well, Kevin Schoen builds uh, pedals, and he builds the enclosures out of like thrashed skate decks. Oh, cool! Very cool. So uh, this one is a. It's like a, a fluorescent pink skate deck with a Chihuahua smoking a cigarette on it. And awesome. it's he built the enclosure uh, with three, two drives and one fuzz circuit in that in that enclosure. So that's a custom okay. one-off pedal that I got from Kevin. And all right, I that is one hundred percent on my pedal board of of my dreams. So assuming I have a snark tuner, <laughs> and I don't have I don't have to but worry about tuning my. Those. I need to tune. You know man. what? Tune by ear. I can do that. I don't know if I can stick to A440 for the rest of my life by ear, but I can. Let's, let's assume you can. <laughs> you don't need a, okay. a TU3 on your board. I, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. So assuming I don't need a tuner, um, I would do probably my ground control audio Amaterasu. Mm-hmm. Got to have that boost. Got to have, yeah. And, and I can push an amp into some pretty good overdrive with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go with. Oh, this is a hard part. Nailing down one delay pedal. Ooh, yeah. That's brutal for me. I would 
I hate to be that guy, but I might say a Strymon timeline. <laughs> and it's not like not that I have anything against Strymon. I just I just don't want to be such a basic. Anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm not just a basic white girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, no, it's just a, it's a great pedal, and I know I could I could live the rest of my life with that delay pedal. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, I'd take my 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 atmosphere, my doctor science atmosphere. You. You got it. You got yeah, it. You got it. Yours, Tim. <laughs> yep. you're, you're up, buddy. No, I don't know what. No, I don't have to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Uh. A, a tuner pedal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know what? I'm sticking with it. Tu3 because it mutes my signal, and I. There's All nothing right. worse than. We're not counting two. No way. We're not counting two. Okay, no two. I wasn't allowed to count my TU three. You got it. Well, then that basically just is my guitar setup. Uh, I got an OCD overdrive, and I have a carbon copy delay. Nice. And and, uh, now I got to look at it. (laughs) And uh, I use an MXR Studio compressor. Okay. All yeah. right. So full tone OCD. Yep. Carbon. Carbon. And I do have Carbon I have a loop copy. I have a loop station on here, but I mean I don't I don't need it. So yeah. those are my those are my three that I that I deal with. Carbon okay. copy, MXR, full tone OCD, and studio compressor by MXR. All right. I, I, I'm a very I'm a very simple guy. I'm not much into modulation. I just kind of keep it keep it raw. Yeah, I found myself in that same boat uh, <laughs> up until about three months ago, uh, and then uh, we did a happened. we did a cable shootout episode. Yep, and we were testing out four different types of patch cables and lead cables and stuff, and uh, we both found ourselves unable to like. We tried to create like a boutique pedal board setup using the pedals we had and a kind of blue collar pedal board setup to test these yeah. cables through. And we realized when we were doing this, we are like, we have no modulation here because we don't own any modulation yep. pedals. And uh, I, I'm going to change that, I think. I'm going to try out a few modulation pedals. I've never been huge on, like, most chorus and stuff. Because yeah. it just, chorus to me just sounds out of tune. Just, it, it, yeah. Um, so it, it grates against my, <laughs> against my, like, that my ears don't, yeah, don't, I'm trying to get away from, well. like, yeah. the sounds of my youth where, like, Flanger and Phaser just reminded me of, like, crappy <laughs> 80s bands. I mean, the uh, the filter and modulation that uh, that we got with the Dr. Scientist Dusk, though, has got some pretty, pretty cool potential, uh, but still yeah. just trying to wrap my head around that. It's it's still so new. <laughs> and I, I don't know, yeah, it's because that's a filter pedal. So it's, it's kind of... filter and modulation... Yeah, when you, when you put the, line, like, right? I don't know, you put the filter and the LFO functions and stuff like that. Yeah, you get a bit of, like, a tremolo and that kind of thing happening. Yeah, it's modulation. You don't get to tell me otherwise. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I was just asking a question, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we are hitting that time. And this is always the hardest start to the episode, because I... Yeah, I always want to just kind of just keep going. Yep. Let's do a two-hour show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, Tim, man, it's been it's been really cool having you on, buddy, and, and we appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on the show and talk to us. And um, where can people find you if they want to, you know, reach out to you and get to know you more and follow you on social media and that kind of thing? Okay, grabbing a pen and paper, I'm going to give you GPS coordinates. <laughs> this is on you, buddy. <laughs> the, consequences. Um, the consequences of your actions you, are your own. <laughs> I always. I always wanted a tattoo on my back that says, if lost, return to, and then have GPS <laughs> coordinates, uh, like, of, of the farm. So, <laughs> anyways, um, you can find me on Instagram at, and the handle is at Backline Guitar. No S, it's just Backline Guitar. Someone okay. else took that. Like, what's with people taking my handle? Um, <laughs> there's also my band at Three Night Stand Band. And uh, there's not much on there anyways, but you can check it out. Um, actually, side little fun thing. My sister and I do a, we do drawings. Um, and this is, uh, this is crazy. Have you guys ever played the game Draw Something? Uh, I think it's an yeah, app on, have, no. it, it's just like Pictionary. It's like you send pictures, but you have to draw something for someone. They have to guess what it is. But we do drawings and every single one has a poo emoji. So... <laughs> Um, it's called the Adventurers of Forest Dump. So <laughs> I said Adventurers, not Adventures. <laughs> the Adventurers of Forest Dump. So check that out if you want. There's, there's, we have we have like over we have a thousand drawings, and we're releasing them every day. So That's awesome. anyways, I put that out there. Um, I'll send you, I'll send you the link for that too. But otherwise, you can find me on the website uh, www.backlineguitars.com, and my Instagram Instagram feed goes live through there every time I put uh, something in there in the project section. And if you've got, not, you've got a reverb store. I got a reverb shop. I got two guitars on there right now. I got two TR classics. The uh, one Ronan headed down to Alabama, which is really nice. Actually, to someone I know, that's friend cool. of my cousin. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, and I'm working on one right now for a client. So, uh, just those two for sale right now. But I understand that uh, the world's in a weird place right now. So, I'm offering them one's at 25% off and the other one's at 35% off. Um, oh, so, if you're looking for a deal on a guitar, it's uh, reverb.com and search my name, Backline Guitars. Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah. there you go, listeners. Go check out some cool stuff. Uh, if those guitars are still available when this episode airs, uh, you might get yourself a steal of a deal. So now's the time. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks as ever, dear listeners, for tuning into the show, and thanks to, again to Tim for coming on the show. And we will catch you. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Hey, oh man, it was our pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll catch you next time.